Okay. Yeah. All right. So page 67, if you guys like to follow along, uh, the, the last paragraph on page 67 says, notice that the word fear is bracketed alongside the difficulties with Mr. Brown, Miss Jones, the employer, and his wife. This short word somehow touches about every aspect of our lives. It was an evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot through with it. It set in motion trains of circumstances which brought us misfortune, which we felt we didn't deserve. But didn't we, but did not we ourselves set the ball rolling? Sometimes we think fear ought to be classed with stealing. It seems to cause more trouble. We reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper. Even though we had no resentment in connection with them, we asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there is a better way. We think so, for we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role he assigns, just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity. We never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith, that faith means courage. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. And that's the uh, fear inventory out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Turn it over to you, Paul. Thanks, Mike. Uh, welcome, everybody. First of all, uh, today is a reminder of the the great joy of what's absent in our lives. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the absence of problems is... Uh, Not a mastery of problems is incredible, huh? Yeah. So talk about a pink cloud. Uh, it's like a, a Tempur-Pedic bed, yeah? Very, very soft. <laughs> All the landings are very soft, yeah? Yeah. So I have a lot of uh, just gratitude for getting struck sober and then being introduced to this way of life. And for some reason, all the times I could have made a left, I made a right and uh, got that habit in place and uh, safely entrenched in the habit of being sober. And abstinence is the key in some respects. I think it can be, ex it can be given or it can be produced through us but I believe we can come to a condition of neutrality concerning drinking and using, yes? You just don't care. <laughs> it's sort of like you dropped in a world and it didn't, that wasn't an availability. Even though you see every, all the stuff, it doesn't have any kind of allurement. How could that possibly be based on my prior condition? Yeah. So something is done for us, what we can't do for ourselves. And that to me is a present tense state, not like a historical uh, artifact, but it's happening now. Yeah. And uh, we always used to joke when we'd speak at big groups and we'd and let's say we were in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, and we would say, you know, the, the city of Doylestown should send AA a giant thank you because there's 500 people who would be wreaking havoc right now in Doylestown unless they were sober. So, I mean, the absence of damage is in the trillions, <laughs> the trillions of, of <laughs> and all of the, you know, how this uh, 
volcano affects the surroundings, you know, how many people are affected. So when you think you're not being of service, that's all mental arrogance. Your sobriety is being of service, yeah? What you're not doing has a huge value in a lot of people's lives. <laughs> So yeah, all right. So I'm very grateful today, just like every day, really. Uh, yeah, because it's clear, uh, you know, isn't it clear that something's doing for us what we can't do for ourselves, that we're on a new basis? And this is the basis of trusting the infinite. And that basis doesn't produce fear or anxiety. It gives you an ease and comfort. The basis is the key, yes? Changing, you know, the, the color of the leaves isn't going to truly affect the tree. There's gotta be a new basis in our lives. And that basis is trusting the infinite. And how do we arrive there? By Is by telling the truth about trusting the finite self, yeah? And coming to realize, hopefully, that self isn't you. Yeah, that there can be trust in your life, not in self. Yeah, you can have a huge amount of faith in your life and not having it be in self. It's or as self. Self is not us. So self is a possibility. It says it right there. What is he talking about when he says trusting finite self? Is he talking about you? That's the act of being identified as self. When you hear a a diagnosis of the singularity of our defeat and the commonality of sharing that defeat, and you keep thinking it's you, that's the act of being identified as self. That's the exact nature of the problem. Yeah. We're, we're, we're looking seemingly from self, trying to figure out what self is or isn't. Self can't get out of self. Yeah. So the act of being identified as self is trying to study self. Self can't get out of self. So you tell the truth, yeah? You have knowledge of self instead of having all your knowledge claimed by self or as self, which neuters the effect the knowledge could bring about. You now have knowledge of self as you see exactly that. You see this foreign activity that's claiming your life. You see it. Yeah. Hopefully, if you haven't seen it yet, by hearing about it, it may give you those pairs of glasses you need to see it. And once you see it, you know, the genie's out of the bottle. Once this is the, the, the whole, like when this recovery hit a certain point of like seven years, <clears throat> it went into turbocharge when I recognized self as foreign. I'm telling you, it's pivoted all on that moment. I saw it. I felt it. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, yes, yeah, self is foreign. No, I saw it as foreign. I felt it. Yeah. And all that stuff that I thought was me and me doing it. And of course, who wants to look at that when it's you? As it says, who wants to admit, admit complete defeat? Yeah. No one does. So we live a life of avoiding that and it becomes the elephant in the room. Yeah. But you can do a fearless inventory and a thorough inventory if you do an inventory on something other than you. You can do it. You're doing it on people all day. Yeah. I have no fear about taking, you know, Amelia's inventory yeah, at all. And I can be as thorough as possible because it's not me. So... What we're sharing here is because I didn't hear it, tell you the truth, in the community that I've grown up in. I, had, I didn't hear it. I didn't. I saw there was a passing on of knowledge about the inventory, and one incredible aspect was getting through. Yeah? No thing, no one stopped it. No one asked it a question that... When it's described as self's manifestations and you call them yours, that's being in the act of being identified as self. Yes or no? 
If I'm mistaking self's manifestations as mine, I must be identified as self, seemingly, yeah? Well, how could I? Yeah, there's no way in hell, if I'm strongly rooted in the idea of Paul, that I'm gonna mistake Stanley's manifestations that are coming through me as Paul's manifestations. I'm gonna have a very clear, distinct line that's already drawn. I don't have to keep penciling it in. It's already drawn. I'm not Stanley, yeah? It's super clear. I'm not Stanley. So if I was confused and somebody finally says, Paul, you know these manifestations of something that are destroying your life and defeating you? Yeah, I'm very, very clear about that. I've been avoiding them at all costs today. Yeah, they're not yours. They're Stanley's manifestations. What? Yes, you can be free from them. What? Yes, there's your possibility. Yeah. We don't see self can't get ourselves because one aspect of it we call Paul. So Paul, it makes total sense as Paul to Paul to try to get out of self. Yeah, I spent my whole life doing it from six on. It failed. Why? Because Paul isn't Paul. Paul is self. Paul is more represented by us than the word self. Yeah, and so. What is trusting finite self? Is it finite self? Or what's before that and what's before trusting the infinite? That's us. A mystery. Yeah. Unknowable, indescribable. Yeah. You don't have a certain hat size. You weren't born in a certain town at a certain time that you don't remember whatsoever. All this shit. You're something that can't be categorized or named or taken a picture of or having a memory of. You're the living aspect of spirit right now. Yeah. And we want to put it through this little myopic glass tube of self. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a different basis. Trusting the infinite rather than finite self. Do you want to practice trust in the infinite? I would I would recommend just tell the truth about trust in finite self. I, I completely believe the trust is going to go right to the infinite. I, I do. I just, that's it. That's it. It already has the umbilical cord. It doesn't go anywhere. You lose interest in self and you're going to gain interest in life. Yeah, you're going to look at life of what you can contribute to it, not take from it. That's a whole change in attitude and outlook. What's that caused by? A new basis. Yeah. If the old basis keeps trying to produce that new condition, it's the same old condition. Yeah. You can't have two masters at the same time. It, you can't be trusting self to trust the infinite. It doesn't work. You lose interest in faith and trust in the self because it has failed us miserably, yeah? And then that telling the truth of that and seeing it as foreign, the possibility that was stunted by the identification is now not stunted and the interest and attention goes to trusting the infinite. And then just like you were demonstrating what was living through you in the past, you're gonna be demonstrating what's living through you now. And the demonstration is gonna be quite different than the past. Quite different, the old employer to the new employer, yeah? New basis, old basis. It's not the old basis renovated, yeah? It's a whole new basis. What's that basis? Trusting the infinite. What was the old basis? Trusting finite self. It's not saying you're trusting finite self. Just tell the truth. It has nothing to do with you. There's trusting finite self or trusting the infinite. The story of self is that you're the one that's doing it. I don't see it that way. I don't. Yeah. Because it seemed like I went a lot of places I didn't want to go when there was trusting the, the finite. Yes. And now I'm amazed at the places I'm taken to by trusting the infinite. I feel like I'm driven. I do not feel like I'm driving. Yeah. And I'll go, I'll 
I'll put my bet on life on that feeling than any freaking idea that it's always got to be me doing everything. I just don't see it that way. Yeah. So if you can see the fundamental mistake of manifestations of self and then you calling them yours, I think that's a huge opening. Yeah. And a lot gets revealed with that. If you just jump right from that statement and keep calling them yours, the problem has now made it through the first few steps, the first gauntlet of the program. Yes. The problem is still thriving. Yeah. It should have been really seen in the fourth and fifth step. Self has defeated us. I, we hope. Yeah. And then when it keeps showing up, claiming to be us, we could take that to six and seven. And then most of your life will never arrive at eight and nine anymore. You won't be acting out, causing fucking the, the need to make amends. You'll be relieved of eight and nine by four, five, six, and seven, clear. Yeah. And then 10, 11, 12 becomes the habit. And maybe you won't need to take so much inventory as you grow into this condition because you won't have resentments because they weren't your resentments to begin with. Yes. Because you humbly, this idea that I have a resentment is quite arrogant. It's like the resentment has you, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm having fear today. No, it seems like fear has captured you. How does that happen? And it's not even fear. It's mental anxiety. Most people that call me up for help need a, need a, a time machine. They've got to either go back to 88 or something or go ahead to 2024 because it has nothing to do with what's going on right now. It's just mental anxiety. Just the popcorn maker has excess amount of corn, little fucking seeds, and it's just popping shit up. Yes. <laughs> just we keep putting more pop. We keep putting more corn. What are you going to get out of it? Popcorn. <laughs> it's enough to live today i mean why <laughs> walking around with the burden of yesterday and tomorrow just looking for some poor sucker probably someone who loves you to dump on <laughs> it's just insane it is <laughs> it's just fucking insane i mean we're dying from yesterday and tomorrow. We probably won't even be seemingly awake when we pass away from this. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? There's Buddhist practices. There's Buddhist ways of life that their whole, their whole goal is to be awake at the moment of transition. <laughs> That's their whole thing. Can you imagine? Could you imagine if you've been listening to your head, you're on a time delay. Don't you know that? Your pulse, your hand is not on the pulse of conscious contact. You're, you're, at, you're at the pulse of the reaction to conscious contact by the head. So you're probably going to die. You're never going to know you died. It's just going to be other people knew you died. <laughs> it's going to catch you by surprise. You'll be thinking about something like, I'm not going to, that Comcast cable and come, oh, <laughs> just pass away. <laughs> <laughs> all these years thinking about keeping the eye on the ball the last minute last second bamo why because we're in the habit of this trance yeah we get spood fed an interpretation that actually overrides the life that disputes the interpretation yeah we don't even believe what we see in our eyes it's what the head tells us we saw this is faith in finite self. Yeah. Yeah, geez. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm in a lot of, I'm in a lot of gratitude. Thank God I'm in it every day. If I just stop and uh, like go to the temple and kneel down on a holiday like this in recovery and just take a moment of silence 
there's just a joy that just creates tears because of uh, all that I have memory of and all that I see demonstrated of the heaviness that could possibly be going on and underlying it, the lightness that's always available. It's just, it's a, it's a rich sort of sadness in a way. Yeah. And I'm just uh, <clears throat> really appreciative and I feel this could really unlock the door for people. I do. Yeah. Because it's profoundly, it's, it's important to see, uh, you know, the first step sets the direction of the journey. Yeah. So, so what is it? Are we starting from the identification as self or are we starting from the spirit? We're always starting from the spirit, but we can seem to be starting from the identification as self. Yeah. This is a, a solution that when it works, there was no problem. Nothing has really changed anything. All our shenanigans have, hasn't really changed our nature, yes? Our nature is spacious and fucking completely open. It doesn't harbor shit. It doesn't harbor a resentment or anything, yeah? So, yeah. Happy to be here if anyone wants to share. I think, uh, what did we do here? Fear, yes. I'm going to just talk about that a second, okay? What we read. This thing about uh, it set in motion trains of circumstances was brought us misfortune. At another point of the book, it talks about decisions, self decisions based on self, yeah? It's the exact same thing. Decisions based on self or, ang or anxiety are the same starting point. Yeah. So it's set, it, it, self, fear, whatever, set in motion, trains of circumstances, which brought us misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. But did not we ourselves set the ball rolling? I think we are the energy that sets the ball rolling. I don't believe we set the ball rolling. I believe that which is living through us, this parasite sets the ball rolling. We're the force that gives mo momentum to the ball. We are that. We are the living force. But I do not believe we set the ball rolling. I don't. I believe this idea of self did, yeah? And to see the difference is monumental. How are you going to live with feeling like you set the ball rolling in all this shit? Yeah, you're going to want to avoid it. Who wants to have that recognition? But when you see it is not you, you can tell the truth about it. Yeah, because you did not set the ball rolling, Michael. You did not set the ball rolling, Kathleen. You did not set the ball rolling, Gary. Yeah? You were the force that allowed that ball to roll, and that force was directed by self. Yes? It compelled that force to do something. And then when it does something, it sets off the trains of circumstances. Self can't move fucking shit. It moves through us. Yeah? Where its legs, where its self can only self cannot leave a lasting impression. It uses us to leave a lasting impression. Yeah, it takes over us and it uses our force for its fucking agenda. Yeah. So the scars of your life are truly written through self. I would say. And it's time to give up the ownership of it, seriously. I mean, who wants to be sober at 35 years with a giant container of guilt and shame that I call mine? That's just fucking what? Yeah? I'd almost be embarrassed to be looked up to as someone with all that baggage. Fuck it. That's not the solution. The solution is outgrowing shit. Yeah, outgrowing the conditions because you're moved by a new condition, which is trust in the infinite. 
Yeah. So, yeah, what else? This is one of my favorite readings because And I really would love to change the word fear because I think most of it's mental anxiety, yeah? It uses fear. Fear is a, like a little radioactive isotope in all of us because we believe we're separate, yeah? And we have a lot of needs that are outside of our control. So there's an anxiety that kicks in, yeah? And that anxiety is like an ember that gets lit by that ember of fear, yeah? as an emotion. And then the freaking, the mental state just makes charcoal briquettes and keeps that fucking thing going. Yeah, with the lighter fluid, obsessing over it. And it keeps that fucking, that fire going of fear. But it's not fear, it's mental anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Using our force, yeah, to make up its mountain out of molehills, yeah? It can't do it on its own. It can only suggest that we believe something and then it appears to be so. But with us, without our belief, it does not appear to be so. But when it has convinced us and our belief has been given to it, the false evidence appears real. And then we act as if it's real, yes? We do something, and why wouldn't we rely on that which tells us this is the way it is? Why aren't we, are we going to say no when it suggests to do something? We've said yes all along, and then we're going to have some stoic condition, but I won't do it. No, you're probably going to fall prey to it. See it at where it starts. And when you recognize the pattern of defeat, bring it to six, six, six and seven. And humbly ask that power to reconfigure it because it's power. And that power could be put to a different use. We are power. We're seeing, we're giving everything all the meaning it has. That's power. Yeah. We are the dreaming of the dream. That's power. Something wants to use our power for its own end. And it has us believing we're it. So it has a constant supply of power through us. Yeah. That's when it, that's when the whole shift starts occurring, when there's losing interest in self. You've cut off its power supply. Yeah. Then what you used to believe you see is false evidence. Did it suddenly just turn into false evidence? And was it believable, believable all those other years? No, it was false evidence. But our condition made it appear real. Now our condition has changed, and now we see it as false evidence. We're the final arbiter. But I'm not, I believe the ball rolls because of us, but we're not the rolling of the ball. Yes, that's the beautiful. We're not the owner of that event. We're the, we're the maker of that event. And what's going to be made is going to be based on what's running the maker. Who's running the factory? So when it says uh, we manufacture our own misery, I do not believe that. I believe we manufacture a lot of shit. And who's running the factory is going to determine the product. Yeah. And we've had enough of the old employer. This is a distinct breaking. It's not like, oh, we're going to mingle trusting the finite with the trust. No. Yeah. The trusting the infinite becomes subordinate to trusting the infinite. Yes. Thank God. And now I trust the finite to remember the, how to make an espresso today. Yes. Where the keys are. Yeah. I can make eggs sunny side up, these things, yes. Do, do I trust it with a life? No fucking way. <laughs> if I don't see it in my own example, I can just go to a meeting or have one of my 
cousins call me and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for putting up with me today. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if you just keep relying on experience, uh, after a certain point, you better listen to people's opinions who have been sober a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Experience, strength, and hope can be misdirected. You better get the right opinions about things. Yeah. <laughs> if you are, on, are you under the opinion that self is going to change, good luck. <laughs> it will begrudgingly change. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Paul. We have our first question with Giselle. Giselle, you have your hand raised. Yes, I do. And I have a little bit more of a comment than a question, if that's okay. Um, all right. Thanks, Paul, for the Reiki treatment. Um, it was fabulous. It's just what I needed. And I've had that before, but nothing like, um, you know, with, with your help. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, I, uh, um, I had wanted to make a comment a couple of meetings ago, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it now if I can. Um, I um, lived in Florida uh, my whole life, and um, I became a judge in Florida. And I was a drug court judge, <laughs> created a, a drug court that was uh, really extremely successful uh, for nine years. Unfortunately, after my 20 years of um, uh, dryness, living in the bedevilments and not doing the steps, I relapsed, of course. Um, I was, you know, uh, the best way I can describe it was I was holding my breath for 20 years um, and uh, I relapsed and it was eight years long of hell. Um, the second year of that relapse, I was caught slurring on the bench and I was blasted all over the newspapers, the news, the internet, and it's still on there. Um, I kept relapsing over the pain of the shame um, and, and the guilt and my ego was eating my guts out. Um, I finally retired, even surrendered my, my license to practice law so I could drink the way I wanted to drink. And, you know, then I, I hit that bitter morass, that, that horrible, um, incomprehensible demoralization. And all I wanted to do was die. Um, fortunately, I did feel a presence when I finally reached out and asked for help. And I've been able to stay in good sobriety for the last three years. Um, following you, and I have worked through a lot of that guilt and shame. However, not like now, listening to you. Um, I took a trip to Florida um, a month ago and after listening to you and being with you for a couple of meetings, the shackles were off. Um, it was such a healing experience. I saw so many of my colleagues and I came from a place of uh, confidence and joy. And I didn't have to hold my head down like I had for years before that in their presence. You know, I couldn't figure out why so many people, you know, forgave me for what I did and didn't come down on me and tried to help me um, during that time. And now I know why. I was the only one who was believing that that was truly me. That was not me. That was that force that you're talking about, you know, that was driven by the self. And um, thank you for removing the shackles for me. I feel so free. Um, and I don't have to remorse about that stuff anymore. I can live today. And I never had that feeling before. So thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was my best. That's the best present for my day today. Thank you. Really. Thank you very much. Yes. This is the, the miraculous healing of, of permission and acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. See the system itself. Uh, in a way, is always like a, a waiting prison, yes? Because this ironclad belief that anything that ever happens through us is us, yes? And we shouldn't, we should be way above, and therefore life puts us in these incredible situations. This happens with a lot of uh, spiritual teachers sometimes, you know? They uh, they're supposedly running a retreat, and then they're making their and they're married, and they're making uh, they're having sex between meditation sittings with a student or something, and walking around the whole you know rest of the eight days, they, you know, acting their role. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this these beliefs of being the doer really on a lot of us it's no matter what. So no matter what your eyes tell you, it gets overridden, you know, that no, you, you could have done something else. And this is the, this is a, just a stubborn motherfucking belief. And there's no relief there because you're never going to be enough. In other words, when I in my mental frame, I had been convicted of crimes already. I was basically living out a sentence. Yeah. I, and some of them, there was no hope for probation or parole. It was just, I did something that was bad. I must suffer. Yeah. And so what was around me, you know, getting high became an occupation, really. And it wasn't about getting high anymore. It was punishment in a lot of ways, yeah, for the sins, my sins. And uh, if you believe you're in and that's the way it is, there's no out there. There's no out. You have to see there's forgiveness before any of that shit happens, yeah, that, you know, when they used to talk about it, it got, it got, a, it was fluffed out too much but you know a child of god or something and we used to have people come into these talks and uh i was just thinking that you know they've moved on but they would always talk about that innocence the innocence of us really yeah this innocence of us that's really the nucleus of what we are really with all the shenanigans that can happen there's an innate innocence yeah and when the head is sitting on top of that, you're going to be the last one that's ever forgiven, obviously. Yes. So you have to, you, you can't live under that system. There's going to be no freedom in that system. None. You have to see the system has failed. None. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so this is why it's just what they call it spiritual solution. They're just trying to infer it's not a mental solution to the mental problem. So it's a spiritual solution. So you find forgiveness not through the system, but outside of the system. Right. Yes. And uh, yeah, so thank you for this chair. It was great. And, and you know, I want to give kudos to Kurt because I started hearing this first from him. And and it was through him that I found you. So I want to give kudos to Kurt as well. Thank you, Kurt. I see him on the meeting. I love you. I don't want to say, I don't want to, this isn't personal. No, I But you, the irony of you sitting as a judge in a drug court loaded, <laughs> this happens so many times in life, doesn't it? Yeah. Life just pulls out the rug and it's like, remember there was, there was this thing. I don't want to go into the, but they were, uh, it's just, this happened so many times. 
but this is on a not scale. I don't have any opinions on outside thing, but it's about an outside thing. So right. there was this political thing going on and one of their wedge issues was uh, gay marriage, you know? So they they wanted to have a like a an, uh, a spearhead against gay marriage just to get people riled up, yes? And so they had, they found this polit political system, found this, uh, this evangelical guy of a mega church somewhere. And he became the figurehead of this attack against gay marriage. And then what happens is he was having sex with a male prostitute who had recorded all of these talks with the guy. And so here he is in this position and the rug was pulled out from underneath them. I mean, in such a glorious fucking manner. Yeah, so this is what happens. So it's uh, the parasite uh, loved it. <laughs> so the irony is uh, the absurdity of us trying to keep this thing glued and pasted together. Yes, it keeps. It will just lead to an absurdity that just shows you the impossibility of this actually being real. Yes, it's just so. The whole point that AA says is let the fucking thing go. Yeah. Admit you're outmatched. You're defeated. Yeah. And instead of trying to recon, you know, recalibrate another way of putting the dominoes together, let something else put the dominoes together. Just fucking let it drop. Yeah. You're defeated. Admit it. It's wonderful. Yes. And then, therefore, that faith in finite self will like lift off and it can be moved through the grace of this program into faith, faith in the in infinite. So the force that seems to be bringing about all these reckonings in our lives could bring different reckonings if this force was surrendered over to something that's much more in the win-win category, much more far-sighted and sees you know, blue is blue and red is red. It has a, it's rooted in a truth. Yeah. You can always fall back on. So yeah, it's a, it's a life's telling us in so many freaking ways. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like it or not, some of my greatest falls, the value is, was, was that it allowed me to be used to meet others. Yes, with the same conditions. Yeah, it had it wasn't personal at all. I became useful. I can be employed by this power. It can use me for all that past that I said had no value whatsoever. It's brought about a huge amount of value out of it. See, this is what I'm talking about. We're like a force and this force is gonna manifest in the vehicle it's put in. If it's put in reliance on self, voila. If it's put in trusting the infinite, voila. Yeah. You'll know the tree by the fruits. Definitely. And uh, I'm here to say I've been sleeping under this tree in this, or in this orchid orchard for 35 years. <laughs> the fruits have been innumerable. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes, that's awesome. All right, anyone else, Mike? Thank you, Giselle. Yes, we have Tom. Thank you, Giselle, yes. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, everybody. Um, hiya, Paul. I hey. wanted to say uh, happy birthday and uh, and say thank you. I met you about six, seven months ago and uh, long-term sober and was dying and uh, I was able to pop out of that with your help. Or actually, I don't know how to talk about it because it's not I that popped out. You know, it's not I that revealed yeah. itself, if that makes any sense. And, uh, and I raised my hand because of, uh, I wanted to say happy birthday. Uh, very last thing you said earlier was, uh, if you think you're going to change the self, good luck. And I, I understand what you're, the, the self is always going to be the self trying to fix itself. But at the same time, when I came back in day A, you know, I was really rough around the edge, really rough. I mean, no one wants to be around me, a lot of judgments, a lot of opinions, mostly built up in AA, you know, 
plus a Methodist upbringing, you know, about who's right and who's wrong. And, and, uh, and so that, I just have a question about that because I have a lot of clarity when I'm listening to you and I have a lot of clarity. I mean, I listen to almost all your recordings and I get on live when I can. Uh, but I also have a sponsor and in that I can see that I'm trying to clean up the dog, <laughs> trying to teach it to quit shitting on the lawn. <laughs> and I can see that. But in the moment when I'm working with a sponsor, we're looking at my judgments. I don't, I'm back in the person. I'm back in the self trying to see and understand what's going on. And then I come back to a meeting with you and I'm out of it, out of it again. So that's my question is this seemingly movement in and out of these spaces of clarity. Yes. And yes, not right. So there's movements in and out of these spaces, but one of the spaces is all the space. Okay. Yeah. So when you're self-helping yeah. and that's, and that the larger space is the basis of that, that has value. When the self-helping is claimed by self, it may have some value, but self is, is producing another value of it. It's building an identity. Yeah, yes. which is going to fester over and obsess around. So mm -hmm. one, so there's the same action, but one action is given a different meaning than the same action is. Yeah, so the underlying basis is when I'm doing any work to better myself, what's fueling that work or what's the grace concerning that work isn't coming from me, yeah? That's the feeling that's quite different. And yeah. in my, I'm basically the major operations the action figure needed have been done. And I'm not into that much more elective operations to make it constantly better. I'm fucking just flatlined it and that's that. <laughs> so I'm not in the constant improvement of self. Yeah. Yeah. It needed it needed certain things just to be able to uh, show up a day at a time. I've been given that. I felt the work was done on me that was sufficiently needed. And now I've been, you know, I'm still metaphorically on the operating table, not getting up and not playing doctor, but I'm walking around now. And uh Pretty much the urban renewal project has been canceled. I mean, this is it. I'm not doing anything really. You know, I may be trying to make the knees better and stuff like that, but that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, this idea of no matter what, your feeling of being the doer, you've never been the doer. So, let, let the feeling of being the doer motivate you to do something greater or better far out. Do it because and have the underlying understanding that it's not you. Yeah. This doesn't mean about not getting better. It means about getting better, not as you really. Yeah. 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 So if I had something to do, I would do it, but I don't have anything to do. I don't have any current resentments or anything at the moment. So why? Why do I, do I want to look deeper? No, I don't. I'd rather surf the wave. I don't want to just rather, you know, going along with the flow. Yeah, but I don't know. You could, if you want to be a deep sea diver, that's great too. Well, I don't want to be alone the rest of my life. I don't want to be pushing people away, you know, even as an action figure. I mean, I, when I'm alone taking walks, you know, I'm in New Mexico, the desert. I mean, I love being by myself out here and I'll listen to you or Muji or somebody in my you know, phone and I'm, I'm right there until I try to talk to somebody and, and, and a judgment comes along. And my fear is, is that I'll be on the operating table for way too long. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like I want to, but there is something that's off because it's, it's nobody wants to hang out, you know, and. Well, let's turn that over then and, and just at least, you know, make a statement that you're willing for things to change if that's what's needed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard we that. go back to the principle of this reliance on the higher power. So when it looks at there's a condition, it doesn't seem to be right. I don't, 
go into that condition trying to figure shit out. I just offer it up. And then that, that prior condition will inform me of what it wants to inform me of. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm informed that I stepped on someone's toes, I call them up and say, hey, I'm sorry, I took the joke a little too far. And there you go. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, all the revenues of all the doing isn't going back to self anymore. Yes. Right. The pride or the guilt. Yes. I just feel like uh, the action figure, the force that was being using the action figure, the action figure, uh, you ever notice, let's say you did a lot of cocaine <clears throat> and then you get sober and after, years later, you still have some of those twitches, you know, you're like this or touching this, yeah? So the action figure, certain shit was engraved, engraved in it, you know, like something written in stone, but you have none of the, connection to it at all but the action figure shows the scars so to speak yeah 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 so this is uh so the whole idea that uh <clears throat> self loves the claim the doing because it allows it to present itself as the doer and right. the doer can be remembered and the doer can be thought about and because it's pictured as a body. It has a whole agenda to keep you, that force that you are, that it truly desires, open for it to sort of redirect some of that juice into its own little agenda. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Now, render unto Caesar's what Caesar's. Hey, it, a trickle isn't going to kill you like the Colorado River would. Yeah. Yeah. So, and actually, a lot of amusement with some of the trickles because uh, it's, it's funny how they just eat their own tail. Yes. Yeah. But it would be a different story if it was the Colorado River. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, it would be causing damage and shit. So. You know what I love to do? I love to go outside and then look at the smaller level world or like ants or something. Yeah, and just see, just sense the glory of the meaninglessness of us. <laughs> just like the ants seem to be meaningless to me until I look at them. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, humble size. <laughs> <laughs> I know no matter how much I'd like it, Amelia's never gonna like a 1950 Chevy pickup as much as I do. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> she's, not, she's not into it. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, bro. And man, Walking in the desert and having that sense, I would just walk more in the desert. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Tom. Anybody else? Anybody think about it? All right, Paul. No other hands up today. Yeah. Let's say goodbye to everyone. Tom, thank you, Tom, for coming. I'm very happy to have met you and, yeah, that you're here. Michael, as always. Mike, you get a haircut again? Yeah? You're looking a little clean, clear, cleaned up. You have to go to court or something? I got to find no. out. You know, I, may, I have jury duty. I got to check it out tonight and then go tomorrow. So I'll have to see if I'm... I'm gonna do like this, you know. Uh, but yeah, good luck with that. Worked, right? It's worked the last few years, but I may have I had to, that yesterday. May have to alter the uh, the schedule or something. Yeah. So I'll let you know. All right. I'll see you're gonna be here later, Mike. All right, great. Thank you. All right, we have Chris as always. Nice to see Chris. And I'm happy to say as always, because he's 
important cog in the Zoom here. Yeah. I wanted to tell you I had an, an incredible lion experience yesterday. <laughs> oh, great. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> You're roaring. That's the important thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. Kathleen, as always, happy. Happy birthday, Paul. You're welcome. Thank you, honey. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's the first day of spring. So it's sort of some symbolic. Yes. I always had a flair of uh, symbolism. Yeah. So Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Yes. I lay down my years to the greatest. Yes. Mickey. We got churchmen, Mr. B. Nice to see you, Bill. Gary, as always, thank you. We're coming up there next week, and Gary. It should be up on the website soon. Yeah, I saw it. I'll be there. Oh, great. That'll be good to see you again. Yeah. Greg, Minneapolis. Nice to see you, my friend. Keith in Portland. Joran in Sweden. Nice to see you, Joran. Joran, you to come and visit us in Italy in October. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. It, it's quite close to Sweden. Yeah, don't think too long. Just do, just do it. Yeah. 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 yeah it's gonna be. It'll be nice there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John S. Florida. Nice to see you, Giselle, Las Vegas. Thank you for your share, Giselle. Thank you, and happy birthday. I got on a little late. I didn't know it was your birthday. Belly button uh, or sobriety? Yes, it's anniversary sobriety. Yes. Yay. Happy yeah, I wish it was my birthday, 35. Yay. Uh, yeah. If I was 35, I would be pre-sobriety. The life could have gone a whole different direction. So, no, I'm happy to be. 35. <laughs> David S., nice to see you, David. Thanks for showing up here. Walter? Walter looks like he's cleaned up, too, a little while ago. Got a haircut and everything. Yeah. Mm, pretty good. Kurt C, how you doing, Kurt? All right. Hmm? I, he must be. Oh, Tay, nice to see Tom in New Hampshire dropping in. Nice to see you, Tom. Jeffrey, Seattle, driving, delivering eyes. Delivering eyes, literally a sight giver. Wow. That's awesome. I think that's pretty interesting, eh? Miranda. It always gets you like in sports where they have a name of uh, Billy Brute or something, you know, it matches what they do, their, their name, their last name. It always gets me. We got Joseph. Oh, Miranda. Happy, yes, happy nice to see you. birthday. Happy fucking birthday, Paul. Oh, you're welcome, honey. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Joseph C., as always. Nice to see Joseph. Roman, there he is. Yes. We got Oliver in Berlin. Nice to see Oliver. Ted, my main man down there. Not He's my co-main man down in Redondo Beach with Kurt. Uh, we got Jacob. Jacob is in the Hudson Valley. Jacob and Alex. Nice to see you guys. As always, very nice. Uh, I'm gonna go to the next page, see what happens. Uh, let's see, we got Rich A, Lori, Andrew, Zoe. Nice to see Zoe. Hope I see her later, and Kelly. Alan Vegas, wow. Chris from Mammoth, nice to see Chris. Some bad weather down there, I think. Happy anniversary, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome, my friends. Yes, thank you. Warren, Suzanne, our nice to see you. Nice to see you. Jeff Penfield from Southern Cal. Yeah. Uh, I think I got everyone. Thank you. We have a meeting today at 4.30 Pacific time uh, on, a, on the non-duality topic. It's, uh, yeah. It's on the website. You enter through the same Zoom. Hey, thank you. And I'll see you. Hold on. We missed somebody. No, that was Vegas.
Al. All right, guys. Thank you so much. See you guys soon. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Bye -bye. Thanks, Paul.